0: Black preachers who are are racist in their hearts, Uh, they are are not called by God, but they're called by their mama. The Jesse Lee Peterson Show is the only program in existence which deals straight up with black Americans. So-called civil rights leaders want them angry, dumbed down, and demoralized. It's not the leaders that blacks need, but good fathers and mothers. Welcome to the program. My name is Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you for tuning in. I do appreciate it. I want to talk to you today about forgiveness. I do a lot of family and individual counseling by web telephone and in my office in L.A. And I've found that the hardest thing in the world for the average person to do is to forgive. And I found that is prevalent in the Christian community. It's amazing that people say that they love God and yet they can't forgive their enemy, or their friends, or their family members. So I want to talk to you about forgiveness, and I'll do it in a way, I'll make it personal. I um, I grew up in Alabama, right outside of Tuskegee, Alabama, near Montgomery, Alabama, on a plantation there. And my grandparents worked in the plantation, their parents, my parents, and so did I. I was raised by mostly by my grandmother and my mother at times. I. Didn't have my father in the home. My father wasn't there for me, so I was pretty much influenced by the females in my family, grandmother and everybody. I grew up and left Alabama at the age of 18, moved out to Los Angeles, and I realized at the age of 18 that I didn't know how to deal with life. I was very insecure. you I had a lot of doubt and fear and worries. Didn't know what to do in life or what I wanted to do in life. And so I started to examine myself, I, you know, I wonder why am I so insecure? Why can't I deal with life? What's my purpose in life? And I was told, well, you know, you go to church, you can find the answers. So I went to some of the churches in Los Angeles, the local churches there, and I would tell the preacher, you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in life. I have a lot of doubt and fear. And they would say, well, you know, it's not you, it's racism, it's a white man. The white man trying to hold you back. Or they would say, just pray about it some more. Read the Bible. So I would read the Bible, and I would do the things that they tell me to do. And that didn't work. So I started listening to Louis Farrakhan and Jesse Jackson, the NWCP, and others. And they would say, well, it's not you. You know, it's racism. It's the white man. And they didn't say it directly to me, but the message was that. <laughs> and after a while, I start resenting white folks, you know, because I could not understand why they were trying to hold me back. And it's interesting in that I did not hate them in Alabama. While growing up on the plantation in Alabama not one time that I can remember hearing my grandparents or even my grandfather sit around and say, Oh, white man is to blame, you know. And they had reasons to resent white folks. If anybody had room for resentment, it was my grandparents in those days. I remember the for colors only, for whites only signs on the wall bathrooms and different places but they never taught me that. It wasn't until I moved to Los Angeles and I started hating white folks because I couldn't understand why they were holding me back and I heard this from the people I respected the preachers, so called civil rights leaders and when I started hating white folks uh... as you know what you put out come back on you if you resent then resentment come back, if you judge judgment come back, judgment means to hate, that come back on you and my self-esteem just fell to an all-time low. Long story short, I, uh, I was told one day, you know, because when my self-esteem fell to an all-time low, I had a lot of guilt within myself, a lot of conflict, even more so conflict. So I started smoking marijuana, you know, weed, grass, whatever you call it, marijuana, to make myself feel better. I had a lot of women in an attempt to feel better. Those things didn't help. They did for a little while, but they didn't solve the problem. Then I was told, well, you know what? The white man owe you something. America owe you something. Go down to the welfare office. Tell them that you're under us and you can't work. And so I ran down, told them I couldn't work because I was on marijuana and you know, I was under us. So they gave me $300 in food stamps. They paid my rent, $100. Uh, no, I'm sorry, $300 in cash, $100 in food stamp, stamps, paid my rent, and they took care of me. And I would just take that money and just party. You know, just have a good time. Because uh, what happens to you when someone takes care of you all the time, it takes away your desire to work and take care of yourself. You you know, you start depending on whomever taking care of you. And so time went by. I suffered more. and And I realized one day I've gotten worse instead of getting better. You know, God said that we should know thyself. The most powerful thing in the world for a person to do is to know thyself. And most people do not know themselves. And I often ask people, what kind of person are you? Well, what do you mean? What type of person am I? What do you mean? That's personal. You know, they don't really know themselves. And then the average person would tell me, well, I'm a good person. You know, what's good about you? Um, I like to help others, or I like to give. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're a good person. But, so I, I went out to to get to know myself, and... Um, and I realized later, you know, I'm worse now than I was when I started this journey of understanding myself, why I'm in this situation, right? And so I'm riding in my car one day, and I, at this point I'm at bottom of the pit, at the bottom of the pit, I'm just helpless almost, hopeless almost. So I'm riding in my car one day, and I'm thinking, you know, I really would like to understand myself. I want to get over this. And I turned my radio on, and I hear Jewish creature who believes in Jesus, say, to, say, you know, if you want to be free when you pray, be still and know the truth. He said that uh, you don't have to whimper, and whine in bed, that God knows you, what you need. He understands what you need. He's smart. He understands. So I went home that night and I sat quietly in my bedroom because I'm desperate to overcome, right? I go home and I sat quietly. At this time, I wasn't asking anything from God. Normally, When I would pray, you know, like, you know, God, give me some money, bless my mama, bless my daddy, you know, bless the cat, the dog, the grass. I want a house. You know, I was begging for stuff, vain prayer. But this time, I had a desire in my heart to know the truth. So I sat quietly. And all of a sudden, God caused me to realize that I resented my parents first and that that resentment had held me back in life. And I just wept because I felt so badly about resenting my parents I also realized that they couldn't help themselves for the first time I realized they couldn't help themselves um, um, and I resented my parents because my mother resented my father because he wasn't there for us you know when she he got her pregnant uh, she told him about it he denied it and she became very angry at him she ended up marrying my stepfather before I was born because In those days, it was an embarrassment for uh, uh, the mother, the black woman, to get pregnant and was not married, so you had to marry somebody. So she married my stepfather. uh, But she resented my father. And in her resentment, she would put down my dad, you know, he's no good, don't talk about him, he doesn't love you, and all that kind of crap. And I had a yearning inside of me for my father. I couldn't help myself, but I wanted my dad, and I couldn't understand why he wasn't there for me. So I started to resent my mother. Now I didn't know this, I didn't realize I resented her because I felt emotional love for my parents. I now realize that that emotional love comes from hate. It comes from resentment because hatred awakens your emotions. And so I realized that I resented them and I knew I had to go and apologize because God said that when you forgive others, He will forgive you. And he didn't say go to them and say forgive me, he said apologize for hating them. <laughs> so I went to my mother, and it was the hardest thing I ever had to do in life, really. Uh, the closer I got to my mother, fear would just overtake me. And I thought to myself, I was about 38 years old at the time, and I thought why am I so afraid of my mother, you know, I'm a grown man, I should not be afraid to apologize. And I realized that when I was growing up, every time I tried to speak up, she would make me doubt myself. She would tell me to be quiet or, you know, don't talk to adults this way. And, and she took away my courage by causing me to resent her. And so I get into the house there and I sit near her and I tell you, I, I can barely speak. And I called her in the room and right away Satan said to me, no, this is the wrong time. You're going to spoil her vacation put it off until later, but I knew I couldn't help myself. I knew I had to apologize. So I go into the room, and I say to my mother, you know, I'm sorry for resenting you. All of my life I have resented you because you tried to turn me away from my father, and I wanted my dad. You put him down, and I saw you as being a mean person. And I have to tell you, the worst thing that can happen to a child is to turn them away from their fathers, whether it's male or female, black or white, or whatever color. When you turn children away from their fathers, you turn them away from God. And plus, children love both parents. They love their fathers and their mother. And they don't care about you guys arguing. They want both of you, right? And so I said to my mother, you know, you tried to turn me away from him, and I resented you for it. And I realize now that I'm wrong because I become like you. I'm very insecure. I have a lot of doubt. I look to other people instead of looking to God, and I'm sorry for it. And for the first time in my life she told me about her life and exactly what she had done to me, her mother had done it to her. And it just passed on generation to generation. This anger is passed on. And but what was interesting is that I had never heard about this from her before. She had never told me about her life. Most parents don't tell children what they go through, which is a big mistake. It helps kids to understand better when they know why you're doing certain things. But anyway, when I told her, I, forg- I said, I'm sorry for resenting you, then God forgave me, and when God forgave me, everything changed. The, um, the fear, the doubt, the worry, the insecurity that I had, uh, uh, not knowing my purpose in life, everything faded away. Even the desire for drugs and sex and stuff like that, I was really into sex at one point, I didn't need that in the way that I needed it before you know I uh, using to forget to escape rather than the proper order of having sex but all of that faded away because I now have peace and when you have peace you don't need things on the outside to make you feel good you don't have to look for love because you have love you and so what you start doing is giving out love rather than trying to take in love because you have it but he took it all away and I had never heard that before. I didn't know that he would do that. He gave me perfect peace and I have not been the same since. And I say all this and I tell you this story about my life because I want you to know that it is so important to forgive. You have to realize that people who harmed you or brought destruction into your life could not help themselves. It is not them but it's the sin that has made a home inside of them. Is another spirit, another identity that's living inside and it's driving them to do what they do to you. Most parents do not have children uh, for the sake of destroying their lives. They don't wake up one day and say, you know, I'm going to have a baby so I can destroy it. It's just that they have been destroyed already by their parents or someone who violated their lives, and now that spirit inside of them and it's destroying them. And we can't help but do that. You know, people say, why don't you stop being so mean? Or why don't you stop doing what you do?" You would like to stop, but you can't help yourself because it's a spirit inside of you. And so when I forgave my mother, God set me free, I realized, wow, this is great. It is, um, it's not the white man, it's not racism, but it was my resentment for my parents, toward my parents. God said we should honor our parents. Um, And so I thought, wow, this is great. This is why people are suffering. So I started telling this to black folks and white folks. And what I've noticed when I travel around the country, because I do speaking engagements around the country to churches and organizations and different functions, and in my opening remarks, the first thing I ask is, how many of you have anger? You know, you have that little anger that you can't seem to get rid of. You think that it's God Look around and it's there. You find yourself overreacting to the world around you. Most of the time, people, most of the people raise their hands. Then I say to you, to them, how many of you believe in God? How many of you are Christians? They raise their hands again. And I say, you know, you can't believe in God and have that kind of anger. You can't believe in God and hate the world around you, hate your parents and hate your wives or husbands or whomever violated you. And most Christians think that they can. They think simply by confessing Jesus as Lord or Jesus the Savior, they think just confessing that is saving them. And it's not. It is not, people. You got to repent. You must repent. You cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven with resentment in your heart. That's why when a lot of people confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, They still have conflict. And rather than dealing with that, they use excuses. They say, well, I'm only human. I'm not going to have peace here on earth. It's going to come when I get to heaven. Or they say, I'm not perfect. You know, they make up excuses rather than admitting, you know what, I have not forgiven. And the way you know if you are forgiven or not is the way you deal with the world around you. If someone is mean to you you will not take it personal. You know, you see that the person can't help themselves. If uh, you have a challenge with your job, you know, you're running out of work or whatever, you don't freak out. You're patient because you know God is gonna take care you, take care of you. Uh, you don't worry about what others think about you. You know, if people are thinking negatively of you or, or putting down your, your name, or no problem. You forgive those people because you realize that they can't help themselves. You, you, because you can now see and you understand how you was before this change happened to you, before the new birth. Um, and so instead of freaking out to the world, you have patience and you point out the truth. You try to guide people in the right way to go. A lot of people ask me, well, how do I forgive I'm trying to forgive, you know, I thought I had forgiven. I said to my parents or to my enemy that I'm sorry, but I still, nothing happened, nothing changed. How do I forgive? A good question. I'm glad you asked. Um, The way that you forgive is first admitting that you do have resentment in your heart. Jesus Christ called it hatred, but... We like to call it resentment because it feels better to say resentment rather than hatred. Uh, Jesus Christ said that, uh, you know, you must forgive. Uh, And the way that you forgive is first admitting that you have it. Yes, I resent. Yes, I resent my parents. Or yes, I resent my husband or my wife. Or yes, I resent myself. Or yes, I resent my children. You got to admit it. And when you admit it, don't do anything about it. Don't resent it. Don't resent yourself. Don't judge yourself. Just notice that you have it. Because it's a spirit, resentment is a spirit that has made a home inside of you. It's of the devil. It's an evil spirit, right? And it's inside of you from resenting other people. And so uh, when you realize that you do have it, then you realize, you know, I can't help myself. The things I've done, I didn't want to do, but something made me do it. I can't help it. And if you realize that you couldn't help yourself or cannot help yourself, and you wouldn't want people to hate you for the things you have done to them, it will help you to understand that your parents or the persons that you hate, they couldn't help themselves either. That's why it's so important to get to know yourself, because when you can understand yourself, it helps you to understand the world around you. So when you realize that you couldn't help yourself, Because we all have done some stuff. All have sinned and come short, right? So we all have done some stuff. And we would not want people to hate us for it, right? So you have to realize that your parents or your husband or your wife, your children didn't mean it. They couldn't help themselves. Your mother was out of control because her mother had done it to her. Your father was weak because his father made him weak or his mother made him weak. They couldn't help themselves. And if you can see that clearly, then you can forgive. Because forgiveness is not just a bunch of words that you, that you say. It's a, it's a spirit. It has to take place in your heart. And you can't make it happen. When you admit that you have it, then God will cause it to happen. You cannot cause yourself to forgive. Of yourself, you could do nothing. God said that we have to let go and let God. The more you let go of, the more he can do for you. Life is about letting go of. It is never about holding on to. It's never about grabbing and holding. It's about letting go of. Letting go of all the traumas we've gone through as children. Letting go of all the little resentments we've picked up in life. Letting go of the judgment we have about ourselves and others. Letting go of love. Because when you have God's love, you give it out. And he gives it back to you. And so when you forgive your parents and others by realizing that they couldn't help themselves, you're going to go free. Then when you read the Bible, the Word will become clear to you. It will become alive. You will see the life in it because the Holy Spirit can then work through you to guide you, to instruct you, to teach you. And you no longer need the preachers. You no longer need someone else to tell you what is right. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things then you could go out into the world world, and become an example for others. You're not supposed to be locked in a church until you die. You know, you're supposed to go out into the world. What good is it to uh, be the light of the world when your light only shines inside of a church building? You know, what good is that? What good is it to light a candle and sit it under a, 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 a brick? You have to sit it on top of the brick. So when you're born again, and when the light is working through you, you have no other choice but to go out into the world and let and, and, and become a testimony to others by examples, not by forcing it on them. Also, when you forgive, that generational curse stops with you, and now you can guide your children in the right way. You know, so it stops there. But if you don't forgive, it goes from generation to generation. And it seemed to get worse with each generation because the devil is becoming alive rather than killing him, for lack of a better word, getting rid of him with forgiveness. The worst thing that can happen to evil is that you forgive. And when you forgive, your great power is going to come out. The way would be made clear. Uh, freedom comes. You have love to give. Uh, if you don't have forgiveness, you don't have love. Really. You don't have love to give. All this other stuff that you call love is not love. It's not love. It's, it's built, uh, It originated from resentment. This emotion that you feel for others is resentment. It's not love. Because love is not a feeling. Love is a truth. Love is God guiding you. Love is your humility toward truth. Love is uh, the ability to see what is right and do it. And to see what is wrong and resist it love is the light you know love is god so this feeling that you have that comes and goes or you only love somebody if they love you you're only going to love if they're giving it back is not of god we must be born again and salvation is something that no one else can give you no one only god can give it to you and any man or woman who attempts to give it to you is a lie and the truth is not in him a good preacher a preacher who is called by god or a good father would point you back to God. They, they point you back to him because they know that they don't have the love to give. And the love that you get from God that you give to others is not your love. It's his love working through you for others. So remember, if you want to be free, if you want to stand up to the world, including your enemy, your parents, or whomever yourself, you got to forgive. You must forgive. You cannot and you will not, shall not be born again until you can repent of your pride, your ego. Your ego lives off resentment. Your pride is of resentment, is of the devil. Pride is of the devil, is not of God. Uh, so uh, when you don't forgive, you can't help but be a prideful person, and you never will know God. You can never be free. So you got to lay down your ego. You gotta admit you're wrong. You, if Adam had admitted in the garden that he was wrong, you know, yes, Father, I am wrong, then we wouldn't have to go through this. But because of one man's sin, we suffer. But it's because of another man's righteousness, Jesus Christ, that we are able to overcome. Adam took us to hell. Jesus Christ is bringing us out. He's made a way. But you gotta forgive people. Some people think that if they forgive, they're letting the person off the hook. You're not. You're letting yourself off the hook. Some people think that if they forgive, then the other person's going to feel good about what they've done to you. They are not. People do not feel good about that. So be not deceived by the devil. When you forgive, you go free. And remember, when you go to someone to forgive, say to them, I've always resented, I'm giving you the idea, you don't have to say exactly my words, but you know, I've always resented you because, whatever, you tried to make me call you mama. I had a young man tell me the other day, his stepmother tried to make him call her ma or mother. And his father insisted that he called his stepmother mother. He didn't want to as a kid because it wasn't his mother. He resented the stepmother and the father. And he's now 30 years old. He finally went to his stepmother He was afraid to tell her this, but he finally went and said to her, after 30 years, I resented you. You made me call your mother, and I didn't want to. My father forced me to do it, and I resented you for it, both of you, for that. And I was suffering. I'm sorry. Once he did that, he was set free. Really, it's amazing the freedom that comes in forgiveness. And don't worry about if the person forgives you. They don't have to. Don't expect anything from them. Do not plan what you're going to say. God will give you the words to say. You may only have to say one or two words, but the devil is going to play in your mind. Oh, make sure you don't say this, or make sure you say that. Let that pass. Wait until you get there. Have a, a wait-and-see attitude. Trust God, and he will give you the words to say, and you will go free. But you're not going to be free, people, until you can forgive. Our issue is spiritual in life. Good versus evil, not physical. But spiritual, all of us, doesn't matter where we are, how much money, how poor we are, how rich, we are dealing with spiritual issues, not physical issues. And yeah, my word, I mean, you know, it's up to God, of course, but when you forgive, truly forgive in your heart by, by saying you're sorry, you will go free. And life, that's when you will start living. The kingdom, the, the kingdom of heaven is inside of us and it's up there. For now, let's live it on the inside so that when we die, God will say, you know what? Well done. Job well done. Come on up. But if you drop your body with the resentment in your heart, no matter how many Bibles you have or how many churches you attend, you're going to a place that you don't want to go. All right? Forgive and you shall be forgiven. Thank you so much for tuning in. Any questions or comments, feel free to call me. We do counseling. My phone number is at the end of this program. Have a good one. My name is Jesse Lee Peterson. I'm founder and president of a nonprofit organization, Bond, the brotherhood organization of a new destiny. And our purpose is to rebuild the family by rebuilding the man. You can reach us at 1-800-411-2663, one 411 2663 or at our website, www.bondinfo.org, bondinfo dot We're 13 years old. We're not a uh, governmental organization. We're a private, nonprofit organization. And I believe in the perfect order of God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, and woman over children. It is a spiritual battle that we'll fight not blacks against whites or whites against blacks, but good versus evil, right versus wrong. I'm committed to rebuilding a family by rebuilding the man. For an audio or video copy of this program, please call or write the address on the screen. Please include the program number when ordering.